thanks Dr. Chavner uh, for the opportunity to present our work today. Uh, so I'm one of the, I am a medical oncology fellow and uh, postdoc in David Ting's lab. And I'm gonna talk to you today about this uh, RNA binding protein called LIN28B in pancreas cancer. Uh, so this is my one disclosure, but it has nothing to do with my uh, talk for the day. Uh, here's the agenda and we'll just move on. So why do we care about pancreas cancer? Uh, well, it's, it just actually surpassed breast cancer as the number three cancer killer in this country and it is poised to pass colorectal cancer as the, to become the number two leading cause of cancer death within the next uh, decade. This, the five-year overall survival is a pretty dismal 7% and that's for many reasons, some of which I'm gonna go over right now. Uh, and there remain a lack of standardized screening options for this disease. Even when it's able to be cut out uh, at de novo, uh, the surgery is quite morbid. And in the metastatic setting, um, our most effective combination chemotherapy regimens yield a median overall survival at best of around 11 months. Uh, unlike some of the other talks you've heard today, uh, the, the molecular drivers of this disease are not amenable, at least by and large, to currently available targeted therapies. And Unfortunately, there have been essentially zero responders, with the exception of some of the MSI high tumors, uh, to immune checkpoint monotherapy. Now, I've, high, I've uh, asterisked a few of these points because uh, definitely some of these uh, uh, barriers are being worked on actively. Uh, you heard some beautiful talks about various liquid biopsy strategies uh, for disease monitoring, and certainly some of these can be moved to the screening setting uh, for this disease and others. Uh, Andy Aguirre and colleagues across town are defining some subsets of KRAS wild-type pancreas cancer patients whose tumors harbor targetable mutations, for example, in BRAF. Uh, and then finally, Ted Hong here in radiation oncology and really many groups worldwide are working on ways uh, to improve the efficacy of uh, immune checkpoint inhibitors and other immune therapies in this disease. All that being said, certainly a lot of room for improvement. And uh, since most of the morbidity and mortality in this disease is due to metastasis, uh, as it is for most solid tumors, uh, and we, we live in a, a, one of the meccas of circulating tumor cell uh, technologies, um, what better way to study metastasis biology than to study circulating tumor cells? So here I'm showing you a, uh, okay. uh, here I'm showing you a figure from Shannon Stott's 2010 STM paper where she plotted uh, in the vertical axis uh, circulating tumor cell number, and on the horizontal axis, uh, PSA is a proxy for disease burden for patients with various stages of prostate cancer. What you can see here is there's essentially no correlation between disease burden and CTC number, essentially no correlation between disease stage and disease uh, and CTC number, and even in the localized setting where the vast majority of these tumors will never develop clinically relevant metastases, uh, you can detect substantial numbers of CTCs in the blood of these patients. Therefore, not all of these CTCs uh, will succeed in seeding metastases. This heterogeneity is further illustrated by uh, some of the papers my advisor, uh, Dave Ting, uh, put out when he was a postdoc. Uh, in the top, I'm showing you a very painstaking work where on the left, he dissociated single tumor cells from primary tumors, performed RNA sequencing. On the right, uh, he took CTCs isolated from the blood, and these are all from tumor-bearing mice, but similar results are uh, evident from human specimens. And even in sim, you know, seemingly mundane uh, markers like epithelial markers, keratins, EPCAM, EGFR, you can see very clearly how heterogeneous these cells are. Now in this top paper, they identified uh, some extracellular matrix per, uh, molecules like SPARC, uh, for example, uh, which is normally highly expressed in the stroma, but then CTCs uh, you know, kind of 
learn how to express for themselves as they survive in the circulation. And the bottom, uh, from a Nature paper in 2012, uh, Min and David showed an, another putative driver is uh, WINT2, inactivating non-canonical WINT signaling to stimulate CTC stemness and survival in the circulation. And so one of my initial projects, which we published last year in The Oncologist, uh, was to look even earlier in the pancreas tumor um, developmental pathway. And in this, we used the iChip, which you heard a lot about earlier, uh, and actually took uh, cells purified from the blood of patients harboring IPMNs, pre-malignant cystic pancreatic lesions. And using automated microscopy and scoring, we can quantify using conventional immunofluorescent staining on top and more novel, but uh, routine for our uh, lab now, RNA in situ hybridization standing in the bottom, that you could easily detect cells in the circulation released from both IPMNs and pancreas cancer uh, uh, tumors, and that the numbers in, within each of these groups is the same. So if we were trying to think about developing a clinical test for this, uh, you know, certainly the number of cells detected per ml of whole blood is certainly insufficient along that regard. So how can we do better? So uh, it, rather than microscopy, we, uh, we would broadly look at gene expression profiling from RNA-seq. We expanded the cohort. And when we looked at the CTCs purified from patients with localized or, or locally advanced but not metastatic PDAC, and compared that to control blood purified through the same types of chips from healthy donors without cancer, we saw thousands of genes up, you know, that we could easily detect, and one of them is this gene called WIN28B. And for reasons I hope will be obvious in, in a couple of slides, we were wondering if this uh, that this gene were directly contributing to the metastatic cascade. So what is LIN28B? Uh, it was discovered several decades ago. It's an oncofetal RNA-binding protein um, implicating development embryogenesis. And in fact, the A paralog, which is located on chromosome 1, B is on uh, chromosome 6, but the A uh, paralog is uh, uh, one of the IPSC re reprogramming factors in like a Yamanaka-style cocktail. The canonical function of this, uh, th there are two of them actually. One is to bind and degrade the LET7 family of microRNAs. And the second is to bind and stabilize mRNAs. And there are hundreds to thousands of known mRNA targets. As I mentioned, there are two paralogs. Usually they're non-overlapping in expression patterns. Uh, although they are non-overlapping in expression and, and you know, look, you know, separate genes, uh, they are predicted to have similar binding partners. Uh, but exert their effects by slightly different mechanisms. For example, the A paralog, uh, shown in the bottom right, is primarily located in the cytoplasm and acts later in the microRNA uh, uh, deve developmental pathway in combination with, with a TUDase enzyme to uridylate and degrade uh, pre-microRNAs, whereas LIN28B is at least partially located in the cytoplasm, acting earlier in the cascade. And George Daly, who, uh, who's the dean of HMS and uh, world expert in this pathway, showed around five years ago that fetal deficiency of LIN28B or A in mice uh, leads to dwarfism and a metabolic derangements, but uh, deletion later on in, in the lifespan of these mice does not. Uh, more pertinent to our topics for the day, actually, basically whenever you see the expression of this at the protein level uh, anyway, in primary tumors, that always portends a poor prognosis. So I'm showing you just four examples of gastrointestinal cancers, but there's really examples that are very similar to this across the spectrum of solid tumors and, in, in, and also myeloma. And our own uh, Raul Maslislavsky and Nabil Bardisi showed in cell uh, two years ago that 
in the absence of the expression of SIR2 and 6, which is histone deacetylase, LIN28B is allowed to act and, and uh, contribute to PDAC pathogenesis. And in their cohort, around 200 patients with respected pancreas cancer, uh, those with high expression of LIN28B in the primary tumors did much worse than those with low expression. So we wanted to know more about this, the impact of this, this gene in pancreas cancer cells. So uh, utilizing lengthy CRISPR reagents uh, given to us so generously by George Daly's lab, we knocked it out uh, of two LIN28B high cell lines, PANC1 and PANC327, um, and showed, as expected, that LET7s are derepressed. So this is a LET7 degrader, so the absence should lead to increased LET7, and we saw that by qPCR. In terms of the cellular phenotype, the knockout cells were less able to form non-adherent colonies in soft agar, less able to migrate uh, in, in two-dimensional culture, and less able to invade through three-dimensional gels uh, after spheroid formation. Interestingly, their ability to proliferate in 2D culture was not impacted. So that, you know, this seems to be more of a non-adherent phenotype, you know, indirectly but you know, provocatively suggesting the, 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 the connection between CTC phenotype and this gene. Uh, that was all for PANC1, so we, we had similar uh, phenotypic changes when we checked in another LIN28B high cell line. So we were wondering why this is, and so we performed uh, RNA sequencing uh, on the knockout cells versus cells transduced with nonsense guides, and performed differential expression and gene set enrichment analysis, and found very interesting stress response uh, signatures basically in, in many different ways that we looked. And, and when we uh, thought about it a little bit carefully, we actually confirmed some of these uh, kind of increased and perhaps maladaptive uh, stress response signatures by increased phosphorylation of EIF2-alpha and, and SAPK junk. And then we think this is maladaptive because it actually correlates with a small but actually reproducible increase in sensitivity to chemotherapy agents in the 2D setting in, in culture. And if we look at the downregulated genes, we see coordinate downregulation of many genes that are known to be bad actors in pancreas and other tumors. Uh, in, in this kind of bar graph, I'm showing you LET7 targets in blue, which we should expect them to go down since there's higher LET7 and therefore lower expression of their targets. Uh, in red, I'm showing you expression of uh, many other bad actors uh, in pancreas cancer biology and metastasis biology, including SPARC, fibronectin-1, and others. And so we were wondering what proportion of this phenotype is due to LET7 derepression. And so when we looked at the 200 so, uh, or so downregulated genes and cross-referenced them with known or predicted LET7 targets, around one-third of them were present. And that in that subset, similar uh, stress or uh, oxidative uh, insult terms um, were, were obvious in terms of ontology. But to more directly answer this uh, question, we uh, we turned to a chemical inhibitor of LIN28 LET7 interactions, uh, published, uh, this, this was a paper published in uh, one of the chemistry journals a couple of years ago, and found that the, the inhibition of non-adherent uh, colony formation was recapitulated with, with a chemical inhibitor of this pathway. And then if we co-transfected the knockout cells with higher LET7 uh, species uh, concentrations with an oligonucleotide to scavenge those up that we reversed this inhibition of uh, soft agar colony formation. So implying that this kind of causal arrow uh, is at least uh, playing a partial role. Now what about the downstream putative effectors? Uh, so when we silence HMGA2, which is a known LET7 target and therefore should track with LIN28, meaning LIN28 be high, uh, HMGA2 high and, and low, low. 
uh, we saw similar effects in, in colony formation and invasion. And uh, for reasons I won't go into today, uh, for time, uh, we also think that another major player is IGF-2-BP1, which is another RNA binding protein regulated by LET7s, and that's down in our knockout cells. When we place these knockout cells into uh, mouse models of cancer, uh, on the left I'm showing you orthotopic, meaning interpancreatic inoculation of either the knockout or the, the control cells, and uh, track the uh, progression of these tumors by in vivo bioluminescent imaging, we uh, see a, you know, around a 50 or 60 percent decrease in signal at the end of the experiment in the knockout cell-bearing mice, and that this difference is not due to to a decreased primary tumor signal at, at, at uh, necropsy, implying the difference is due to distant metastases within the mouse. So you have a couple representative images there. And then if we directly place them within the, the tail veins of mice and then, and then allow them to, to grow for several weeks, uh, we see a, a decreased signal in, the, in the, the, the lungs of the mice that received the knockout cells as well. So we already know from the uh, Mostoslavsky cell paper in 2016 that uh, this axis, uh, or in their cohort of around 200 patients, rather, uh, the presence of high LIN28B in, in primary tumors is associated with poor outcome. But we also wanted to verify this in public data sets. So <clears throat> first we looked at for around, the around 200 tumors uh, in the TCGA in which uh, microRNAs were profiled. These are all pancreas cancer uh, specimens. That let, LET7 high tumors resulted in better outcomes than LET7 low tumors and that HMGA2 high tumors and IGF2-BP1 tumors resulted in worse outcomes. So again, LIN28B high, LET7 low, IGF2-BP1 and HMGA2 high correlating with bad outcome. Now if we look at some of these genes that I showed you earlier, uh, and, and a few of them I circled here in green, those are also, uh, those are coordinately downregulated with LIN28B knockout in cell lines and they track with each other in human pancreas tumors at the RNA sequencing level as well. So on each of these, uh, on each of these three uh, charts, I show you SPARC, which is an extracellular matrix protein on the horizontal axis, and then BMF, fibronectin-1, and WDR26 uh, on the vertical axes. Now, if you go back to the, the classical um, Collison paper from 2011, which defined three major transcriptional subtypes, of pancreas cancer. Uh, it turns out that many of the genes I've been talking to you about, HMGA2, fibronectin-1, IGF2-BP1, N3, uh, and SPARC, are actually all tightly correlated with uh, the quasi-mesenchymal phenotype, which results in the worst outcome in, this, in, in, in their cohort as well. And so the question, therefore, we're kind of sniffing around these days is, could LIN28B be contributing to this quasi-mesenchymal subtype? And finally, I mentioned earlier that we could detect LIN28B very clearly in circulating tumor cells released from pancreas tumors. I also mentioned that we can detect cells released from IPMNs, which are pre-malignant. And in fact, if we look at the, the genes that we can detect in all three of these uh, subgroups, so this is uh, IPMNs at clinical low risk of developing into tumors based on uh, cyst size, location, and other factors, uh, IPMNs at high risk of developing into pancreas cancer, and then uh, bonafide pancreas cancer. In fact, LIN28B is, ex is expressed in the cells isolated from all of those tumors, implying that perhaps this is a kind of a global um, transcriptional uh, you know, uh, regulator, um, not just in pancreas cancer, but also in premalignant pre lesions, enabling, us, enabling the cells that are released into the circulation to survive for at least some amount of time, 
implications are still unclear for that, though. Here, I'm just showing you a heat map, um, you know, kind of in these same tumor specimens, uh, low-risk IPMNs, high-risk IPMNs, patients with uh, tumors with pancreas cancer, or patients with pancreas cancer. All, all, this is all CTC RNA sequencing data, uh, cells purified with the iChip, that you know, LIN20B expression seems to correlate with some of the this circulating tumor cell gene set identified by my mentor, David, uh, in his paper from several years ago, as well as perhaps some other subtypes. I didn't lay it out in the, the best way for you today, but um, they do track with each other. So to conclude, um, LIN28B uh, is an oncofetal stennis-associated RNA-binding protein that impacts PDAC cell physiology in a way that makes them seem less aggressive in many axes and that it's likely to be one of the many uh, independent or perhaps interacting pathways contributing to CTCs uh, and uh, metastases in this disease and perhaps other diseases as well. Uh, the loss of LIN28B induces a maladaptive stress response, uh, at least partially due to LET7D repression, uh, and then um, you know, also acting via downstream effectors that I, I mentioned. Um, and that LIN28B status on CTCs might serve as a, a nice liquid biopsy of this, of this pathway in, uh, you know, in, in humans with, with this disease and others. And that one thing I didn't actually go into today, but we're actively investigating, is whether therapeutic modulation of this pathway might lead to, to better outcomes and additional uh, treatment strategies for this disease. Uh, so with that, I'd like to thank again Dr. Chabner for the opportunity to talk here. I'd like to thank my advisor, David, um, for being such an enthusiastic and brilliant scientist. Uh, uh, you know, really many people in the lab contributed significantly, but especially uh, Julia, Yasha, and Anne, who helped with many of the experiments I talked about today, uh, and our, our collaborators across town, uh, Dr. George Daly and his postdoc, Pavlos, for providing a lot of uh, reagents and also intellectual support. So I'd love to take any questions if you have any. Hey, Shannon. Great talk, Joe. Thanks. Um, for the LIN2B, it's an oncofetal protein. What kind of prevalence does that have in pediatric cancers? And as you know, I have a specific interest in pediatric medulloblastomas with the WIT pathway. Mm -hmm. And do you know if there's been any finding of that in, in particular like medulloblastomas or other pediatric? Yeah, so medulloblastomas, I know less about. I know it is expressed in a subset of medulloblastomas. Neuroblastoma is, high, is uh, actually a big area of interest of George Daly, and so we're, we're uh, collaborating with him on some, some projects along that route. Um, and you know, in those pediatric cancers, there are actually more defined upstream regulators than LIN20B, like MICN and perhaps others, uh, uh, that are known drivers. And so uh, certainly it's, it's, it's an area that they're interested in, in those as well. Thank you so much. Thanks.